Well, we're so grateful for Alma and uh, Manuel showing us how to make bread here at Doughboys. Incredible. I was thinking about bread recently during my sabbatical. Um, I, some of you may know, uh, many of you may not know that uh, in our family, we have our own challenges just like you have challenges. And our youngest daughter has had some challenges with, with disabilities, uh, mental, behavioral uh, developmental disabilities. And so that has created challenges in our own family, unlike uh, many of us all face different kinds of challenges. And, and we faced as a family, face some of those challenges. And some, most days are really incredible and some days are really hard. And uh, each of us faces challenges. So over the years, Kayla and I have engaged a Christian counselor at times to help us navigate those challenges. Now, some of you may be thinking, you know, Daniel, why would you want to go to a counselor? You know, you're a pastor. Shouldn't pastors have it all together and never go to a counselor? Well, let me just tell you, it's much worse than that. We have pastors. We have friends. We have elders. We have teachers. We have doctors. We have a lot of different people that we lean on. Matter of fact, if there's a nine-year-old that looks like they got some wisdom, we'll ask them what to do. Uh, We are not afraid to pull people in because we believe that God's called us to live this life together. So over the years, Gail and I, at different times when we have challenges, whatever we're facing in our family, we may, we may engage uh, our friend, this Christian counselor. And so uh, we were going through something recently where there were some challenges, and uh, we wanted to kind of talk through it, get some perspective. And he said something when we were together that really resonated with me and, and brought some wisdom. And um, so as we were processing some of these challenges recently, uh, I, I was kind of stressed. I was a little anxious, worried uh, about the future. I was thinking about what would happen uh, in our family and what would happen in our own lives and the, the, some of the situations we were thinking about. What are some of the solutions? Maybe you've been there. You're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about, about the future. You're thinking about uh, you, the challenges you're facing and the possible solutions and the next moves. And, and all of that creates kind of some some anxiety in you. It creates some worry and, uh, and fear in some ways. And maybe you've been there that way. So I decided to kind of just spew all my thoughts and my ideas and my feelings out to our friend, this Christian counselor, and talk to him a little bit about it. And uh, what he said, he said something that, that really fascinated me. And I've just had it in my mind for a while, but it was really helpful. He said, if you, I want to get this right, if you are living in the future and not in the present, there are no resources for you in either place. If you're living in the future and not in the present, uh, then there are no resources for you in either place. (laughs) My mind was in the future. I was thinking about things that had not happened yet, things that could happen, things that might happen. I was worried about maybe what was next, uh, anxious about some of our own challenges, and there were no resources there. Uh, when your, your mind is in the future, there's no, uh, there's no people to help you out. There's no friends to call you to back to, to a, a good place. There's, there's, there's no grace for you when your mind's in the future. Uh, why? Because you're there and uh, you're not in the present. Ironically, when your mind is in the future, you're also not living in the the present. You're not fully where you are and doing what God's called you to do and being where you're supposed to be. And as a result of that, uh, it means that there's there's no resources for the 
for the present either. So the people that God has put around you and the help that he could bring you, uh, you're not thinking about that because your mind isn't there, it's in the future. So not only is there no resources in the future, there's no resources in the present as well. So as I was thinking about this, the, the result can honestly be challenging. The result can be helplessness, maybe defeat, uh, uh, hopelessness, discouragement, um, anxiety, and even depression at times. And, and the reality of it is, though, many of us, we have a ton of resources. We have people that love us. We have people that, that uh, want to come alongside of us. We got friends. We got prayer warriors. You got a church, just like you're in today, that would love to come alongside you. You've got God's word that is so active for today, but more especially, you have the grace of Jesus for today. So when he told me this, my mind immediately went to bread. I was thinking about bread, how in Exodus 16, uh, the Israelites have left captivity, they've left slavery, and they've entered into uh, on their way to the promised land, they're going to spend 40 years wandering in the desert. How will they be sustained? How will God provide for them? In Exodus 16, it talks about God began to provide for them bread from heaven, that God gave them manna. They called this manna. Manna was a, uh, in verse 31, I believe it says, it, manna was a white kind of flaky-like substance, like a coriander seed that tasted like a wafer with honey. That's what, what manna was. And every day when the Israelites woke up, it was out on the, on the grass and on the pasture. They would just go collect it. And every morning they woke up. Now here's the thing about the manna. And this is where my mind went. The manna was only good for that day. If they kept that manna for another day, for later, to store it up for the future, it would, it would go bad, it would sour, it would stink. But no, no, no. The, the manna was always good just for that day. And for 40 years, I mean, I'm talking 14,600 days, every day, manna was there every morning on, on the Sabbath so they wouldn't have to go collect it. The, the, the day before the Sabbath, there would be two days worth of manna d distributed and they'd go collect it and bring it back. This concept of manna uh, of God providing for us. This is what sustained them, and this is where my mind went. And as I thought about that bread that God provided daily for those people in the wilderness, I began to think about Matthew chapter 6. And if you have your Bible, I want you to open it up to Matthew 6. I want you to look at that. So in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, right after Jesus talks about uh, the Lord's prayer and providing daily bread, Look what he says in verse 25. I want to read this passage together. Look on the screen, if you would. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider, the lilies of the field, they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these. But if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive, tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? 
For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Here's the key. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We're going to have trouble. There's going to be trouble in this world. There's going to be anxieties. There's going to be fears. There's going to be worries that come. But Jesus is saying, don't don't worry about those things. God knows what you need. Before you even know you need it, God knows what you need. He's there. He's present. He knows the resources you need. He knows the, the food that you need, the clothes that you need to wear, everything that you can think that you need. God knows about it already. And bringing, being anxious about tomorrow or the future does not produce life. As a matter of fact, he says, don't worry about those things. Seek first him. Seek first his kingdom. And all those things will be added to you as well. Then my mind began to move after I considered this idea, right? That Jesus asked for daily bread, for his bread to be provided daily. Then I thought about this this call to not be anxious about tomorrow. So my mind immediately went to John chapter 6, right? Where where Jesus just feeds the 5,000 and he provides bread for multitudes that are there that are hungry. And they come, they ask him for another sign, they ask him, for more bread. And Jesus goes on to this long conversation about bread and he talks about bread, but he, he talks about it in a completely different way. He, in essence, in John chapter six, says, uh, Jesus said to them in verse 35 of John six, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Later on in that same passage, He says, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life, he says. In verse 49, your fathers ate the the manna in the wilderness and they died. But this is bread that comes from heaven that brings eternal life. In essence, is what he's saying is that he is the bread of life. And as I was sitting there receiving this advice about worrying about the future and about some of our own challenges that we're facing, I thought about the reality that Jesus is the bread of life, that he is the sustenance every single day, that he, God provided manna, daily bread in the desert for, the, for those that were uh, his people, the people of Israel, that, that he tells us to pray for our daily bread, our daily sustenance. But then he says he himself is our daily bread, that when we engage him every day, it's more than enough. And we don't have to worry about, about being hungry, whether it's physically or spiritually or whatever our needs are. Jesus can be our daily bread. And I want to just say, uh, he's the one that brings life. He's the one that brings resources. He's the one that brings grace. He does all of that. But if I choose to live into the future, if I choose to live about what, uh, into what might happen or what could happen and begin to think and my mind lives in that place, then how can I access Jesus' daily bread? It's impossible to. How do I access Jesus' daily bread when I'm living in the past, thinking about decisions maybe that you've made in the past that, that you wish you would change or you relitigate things in your own mind? But, but when we live right here in the moment that God's provided for us and go, okay, God, I don't know about the future. I don't have control of that. But I do know I 
have you with me here today because here's what we need to know, church. Jesus isn't just some destination. He is the one with us along the way. He's the one that's with us every single day, no matter what you're going through. Things may be great. He's with you. Things may be really challenging. He's with you. And all we have to do is turn and acknowledge him and decide, I'm not going to live into the future or into the past, but I'm going to live right now with him, providing my daily bread. And maybe some of us, if we're being honest, are missing the resources uh, that God has for us because our mind is thinking about things that haven't happened yet. And maybe we go to that place because maybe your right now is hard, right? Your present is hard. You have troubles, just like that passage in Matthew says. There's troubles. Each day has enough troubles of its own, and, and you're in that place, so you, you kind of want to live into a future where maybe you wouldn't have troubles, or you wanna, your mind goes to a place of what if these troubles get really bad. And, but you need to know there's no resources or grace for you there. The grace is right here, right now, calling upon Jesus as your daily bread. So when I heard this advice and I, my mind went to these passages, man, I just had a moment the next day of repentance, repentance before God. God, I, I, I give this to you. I give the future to you and the past to you. And I give all of these things to you. And I, and, and I had just a moment. I was challenged uh, to to lean on him and in a way that, of course, I trust in Jesus and I believe in him and I love him, but do I trust him and believe in him to give him today's troubles, to say, I need you to take this, this hopelessness today, this, this um, anxiety today, Lord, about tomorrow. And you know what happens? I began to do that and he begins to sustain you and fill you with life. It's just, it's the way he does it. And Today, I was thinking about this moment, and I was thinking, what if we had a moment just right now here to confess that to God? Uh, If you've been living in the future and you have no resources right now, you you feel like maybe that anxiety, the depression, or the, the, um, the, the challenges uh, are overwhelming, and you're going, man, I... I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. And and your mind just constantly goes there. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Take this to the Lord today. Call upon him to be your daily bread. Say, God, I need your help right now. (laughs) I need you. I need you to give me the grace for today. And you know what you're going to find? You're going to find God's grace for today. Uh, And there are tons of resources. There's tons of people that love you. You're at a church right now that cares about you. So I don't want to go beyond this moment without an opportunity for us to engage God in a way that sustains us and tap into this daily bread. So I want to do something. I want to invite our worship team forward. And they're going to lead us in a song. And as they lead us in a song, I want to also invite our prayer team forward as they come forward and get into place. As we sing this song, I want you to come forward and take access to the resources that God has for you today. Here's the resource. There's people that have prayed for you already today. There's people that love you, people that want to hear what you're going through and pray with you and take it to Jesus so that you can access his daily bread so that you can can feel 
his grace and be infused with his goodness and his grace today. For tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. Thank you for who you are. We surrender to you and we come to you right now asking you to be the bread from heaven. Sustain us, not just in eternal life and for eternal life and our our future security, but right now in this moment, many are facing challenges and they need you. We need you. I need you every day. And thank you that you're with us. You're not just the destination, but you're with us every step of the way. Father, we love you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.